And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. I feel like we need to get a lawyer, Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I think we need uh, legal representation. Legal representation? DC Matthews yes. at DC Matthews NAI? Why, why would we need that? Because on Raw this week, uh, Mike Mizanin, Mizanin, Mizalakabubu Day. Um, Do you mean the Miz? The Mizzies, which seem to me to be a direct copy uh, of the DDT Awards. And I don't believe we should allow that to stand. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. We probably need to, uh, you know, assert our rights as uh, non-copyright holders and, you know, let this gentleman know that we will not stand for his infringement upon our non-rights. Thank you. I'm glad you agree. Would you also agree, sir, uh, that, and I say this, I, I, you know, I remain the Pope of Positivity, but would you not agree, sir? Uh, that there has been very little that has happened in the world of professional wrestling since Sunday night. And one could argue, even including Sunday night. Sunday night was um, relatively uneventful. I felt I was expecting... You? Can, can I tell you? I arrived at Manson Manor. Had I known, had I known the day that you and your lovely wife had gone through, I would have chosen a different pay-per-view to make my triumphant return to Manson Manor. Um, well. Because, because let me say, with all honesty, you never want me over at your house, but this time in particular, you just, you looked like you would rather be doing anything else than sitting there watching that show. I disagree. I was enjoying the show. I was enjoying the company. I was a little tired, perhaps, but if I gave you the impression that you were unwelcomed in my house. No, I, I, I felt very welcomed. It was just, it, it wasn't me. It wasn't the company, actually. Let me make sure I, I say this right. You seemed very happy to see me. You are always uh, happy to see your hetero mistress, GQ. Uh, he is always welcome. Um, I think you were even surprised a little bit that Mrs. Matthews made the trek uh, since she does not watch wrestling, but she came just for the company of it since the Manson family and the Matthews family uh, have been friends low this many years. Um, But I think it was the action itself. Um, So let's start there because you got very upset at the idea that Cesaro did not tag Sheamus. Like at the end of that Iron Man match, you were, well, you, were, you know, you you were you were I'm not going, pleased. I'm going to assume that I missed the tag. I haven't gone back. I haven't checked the footage. I don't really care that much. But yeah, at the time, I I really like it when things are internally consistent, and they certainly did not do the tag within a time period that I initially recognized. You know, I enjoyed that match uh, more than I, you know, I I love Sheamus and Cesaro. I love Cesaro. I have come to appreciate Sheamus and the Hardys are fine. Uh, But that match was very good. I don't remember an Iron Man match that began with a fall within the first, like, 30 seconds or so. Sure. That seemed to be a new wrinkle. But yes, um, you know, I... I'm noticing something as I'm as I'm doing the you know because I I'm always so prepared so as you're calling me I'm checking out and making sure I got this right. Um, Monday Night Raw has all heel champions, depending of course on how you view Brock Lesnar. But The Miz is a heel, uh, Alexa Bliss is a heel, Neville is a heel, and The Bar are heels, and yeah. Brock Lesnar I suppose is kind of nebulous. But he he tends to be healy. He's a bad bad dude. So, um, and then just thinking about it, Ginger Mahal's a heel. Uh, Naomi's not. AJ Styles, I suppose, technically is not. 
and um, the SmackDown Tag Champions are. I'm guessing the Usos. I'm guessing that as well, but I don't actually remember. They they lost at the last pay per view by countout, saving their titles against New Day. So. You know, the the vast majority of champions in WWE right now are heels. And maybe that's always the case, and I've just not done the math, but it seems it seems a little crazy because also, you know, there were no title changes on uh, Grey Balls of Fire. Nope. That was part of the reason why I sort of felt like the show could have been better overall. Um, nothing happened, I would say. With the exception, maybe you could say, of um, Roman Reigns destroying an ambulance. But, I mean, even that, nothing really happened there. There were zero consequences for Reigns. Part of my problem is that I was nodding off during that match. Not because it was bad, but just because it was around 10, 10.30, and that's what my body does. Here's something about that ambulance match that also rubbed me the wrong way. Um, Braun Strowman is supposed to be this big, giant monster Among of them. a heel. And an ambulance match, to me, is sort of, you know, it's not a hardcore match, but it's an extreme match in mm-hmm. that there should be a lot of moves and, you know, implements of destruction. There's no disqualification, certainly. So, you no. know, weapons are legal, and I would think that excessive force might be something that you see. Um, so, I, I don't know. Do you tell me, are you bothered at all by the fact that, okay, so Braun Strowman won this match, and he won this match by dodging a spear? No. I think that was, you know, it was a an interesting way to end it, and it is ended it in a way that didn't end it. This feud is obviously going to keep going. You know, bronze, I'm, I am fine with my monsters among men using brains some of the time. So if he's able to... He side- wasn't using his brains. It was just... He, he was getting the snot kicked out of him, and he happened to sidestep the spear at the last second. But, the, but when we were talking about Goldberg and Brock Lesnar, and you mentioned the idea, how, should, how can Brock Lesnar beat Goldberg? Move to the side. So the spear goes past him. That's fine. So That was so, a different situation, though. I suppose it was. But at the same time, I'm, you know, I don't have a huge problem with it. Now, again, whether or not... I remember being awake for that part, and I was just like, oh, okay. It, it allowed Braun Strowman to get the win. It allowed Roman Reigns to... Again, we're in a world where Roman Reigns can't look bad. So he didn't look bad. He looked like he was about to win and just happened to lose. And obviously this feud will continue once the vehicular manslaughter charges have been dealt with. You know what also bothered me about Monday Night Raw? The two biggest losers from the pay-per-view, I would say, being Roman Reigns and Samoa Joe, are the two who are now feuding to be number one contender for that title. I'm wondering if we're going to see Braun Strowman again for a while. I'm wondering if this was a let's bring him back for this thing because they could have essentially written him off for another couple of months if he is still injured. And I don't know the level of his injury. I know he made a six-week comeback when it was supposed to be a six-month comeback. But, you know, I again, I fully expect that we see him... Uh, I have a feeling food is being delivered. I hear the clinking of cutlery. Mrs. Manson. What? Oh, let's stop. Nothing that we're talking about is more important than the dinner Doc Manson is about to eat. I'm guessing there is uh, chicken and rice. It's would... just chicken with um, some honey mustard sauce for dipping. Okay. There's literally nothing else. That's it. Do you often only eat meals that consist of one food group? No. Okay. This is an aberration then? Well, you know, it's a busy night. We're trying to get this pod going. How is the uh how is the rain? Rainy. 
We uh, were in your neck of the woods uh, yesterday, seeing a bit of theater, and uh, we dodged the rain by mere minutes. Um, Are you an umbrella person or a raincoat person? Both, depending on the day. I don't know that I've ever used an umbrella. Oh. I, I, Jack Gallagher, I am not. I don't... To me, it's just another item I need to keep track of and will likely lose. Well, in fairness, that's my secret. Um, I lose an umbrella about every six months. Yeah, and then you gotta go buy a new one. Unless you have, like, you stocked up somehow. No, I didn't stock up, but... I was pretty pleased to find a bunch of pretty nice umbrellas at Costco for $10 a piece. There you go. Do you prefer baked chicken or pan-fried? Or deep-fried? Well, deep-fried. Do you have a deep-fryer? We don't. Um, let's be honest. Everybody prefers deep-fried chicken. Um, however, yeah, we so do I'm not. Talking, I'm talking for those. Most people do not have a deep-fryer in their house. So when one is when Mrs. Manson cooks chicken or when you cook chicken, I know you're a grill man. You would prefer to put it out on the grill. Yeah. But if you're if you're in your kitchen, what is your preferred method of cooking chicken? Um. Well, if I, so if I can't say grilling and I can't say deep frying, then I guess I'm well, gonna go with baking. You don't you don't have a deep fryer unless you're gonna use a gallon of oil in a big pot. I doubt you're gonna be frying your right, but, chicken. Okay, but I'm, I'm just clarifying that you're not asking what my preference is in terms of eating chicken. You can you're say asking, well, I'm I'm asking. I know your preference is gonna be grilling. I know that. Okay. So I'm going for well, what you know, because I we own a. So grill. then my options are pan frying, sautéing, if you will, sautéing, baked, broiled. I guess some people boil chicken. I wouldn't recommend it unless you're parboiling. Um, I would bake it. Do you shake before you bake? Sometimes. Is that shaked and baked? Yeah. If I shake, it's just breading. It's just panko. Okay. Maybe a little bit of paprika thrown in there, some garlic powder or something like that. I have have become a big paprika fan. Paprika's amazing. All right. What else is amazing is the fact that obviously I don't want to talk about WWE right now. Um, Yeah. I I enjoy... It seems like the only thing you've been talking about on Twitter, though, this last week has been New Japan Pro Wrestling. So this is what I'm trying to do. This is what I'm trying to do. I am trying to catch up because the G1 tournament is happening. Um, I also recently canceled PlayStation View because it doesn't work well on a PlayStation 3. And even on the PlayStation 4, it gives us trouble. It seems like if we're on, if Mrs. Matthews and I are on multiple devices, maybe it's our Wi, maybe it's a problem with our Wi-Fi and not necessarily PlayStation View, mm. but... You know, we don't. It's it seems to either freeze or it's difficult to fast forward. So, and also, so how are you going to watch your WWE moving forward? I, I am looking into investing in Sling TV. As a matter of fact, you mentioned that you were using it and that it worked relatively well. Yeah. It would be uh, it would be cheaper. I found out the prices for PlayStation View are going up. They did not go out of their way to tell me. I had to find out on my own. Um, so it's going to wind up saving me money in the long run. I will have to either invest in a Fire Stick or Apple TV or something like that. But, but you know, that'll probably be the way we go. And it's also my inherent laziness in that the PS4 is in the other room and where I'd have to go move it in here as opposed to the iPad that I can watch New Japan on. And I don't have to go move the technology. So... All sorts of factors. But yes, I've been on a Japan kick. I've noticed my followers steadily declining because I don't think a lot of people are fans enough of Japan to really pay me any attention. I'll be honest. I I thought about blocking you. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Don't you think about blocking me regularly anyways? Well, yeah, but I mean, this time you were tweeting like every five minutes about people I'd never heard of. Well, perhaps that means you need to watch some New Japan. I don't think so. I got to see the villain Marty Skrull. Mm-hmm. And uh, and other people. <laughs> should I should I ease up on it? Is it really bothersome? Yeah, you you do you, sir. You do you. 
Would you rather I tweet about the WWE's version of ECW, which I will watch once I am caught up on uh, New Japan? I would prefer that, yes. Okay, I'm sure most people would. I really have noticed my followers, and again, I'm at a point now where I'm shocked there's that many people as it is, but it has gone, it is, I was up to like 2415 and now I'm back to 2400. So I think I am losing people by being a, New Japan freak. So I will keep that in mind. But I'm on the last weekend. So once I finish this, I will be caught up. But, um, but yes, uh, you know, I enjoyed Great Balls of Fire. I enjoyed Seth Rollins versus Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt is on a bit of a winning streak. I don't know what that means. Um, it means he's won two matches in a row. Well, for him, that's a good thing. Uh, I am stunned that uh, we're going to continue this Miz and Ambrose feud. There has to be other people in the mid-card. There have to be. You know, they have to exist somewhere. I don't care. I'm trying to be positive, but I I don't care about the Miz versus Dean Ambrose anymore. No, neither do I. I don't... I'm, again, and, and, you know, I, I feel like they're going the easy route. We don't have to do any more writing if we let this go until SummerSlam. But it's been going since last SummerSlam? Before the brand split. Like, I am sure if we looked at, and I'll actually do this because now I'm curious, I'm sure if we looked at WWE's pay-per-view history for 2017, I would be curious to know how many of them they've wrestled on. So, I mean, brand split goes back to 2016. Yeah, you're right. Well, I'll, I'll start with, uh, that's true. Are we almost at a year? Are we at, a, like, the year mark of the brand split? I meant the superstar shakeup, I think, is what I meant, but yes. But, yeah, the superstar shakeup is when the two of them came to Raw. Together they fe- and kept feuding. They feuded on SmackDown since... Yeah. It wasn't right away on the brand split. The Miz definitely did a couple other things. He was feuding with Dolph Ziggler, if you remember, at a good program for a while there. Yes, but I did like that. What did you think? I think since I, then. Yeah. While I look this up, what did you think of Big Cass's promo to open Raw? Um, I'm trying to remember it. It made no impression. He he did not seem comfortable. He's not a great talker. I mean, when when Enzo was injured, I don't remember when that was, a year ago around the brand split, we learned that Big Cass could talk. We learned that he could, you know, work that mic a little bit on his own. So it's just, I don't know, some the character's not quite right or something. He's not used to being a heel or... I, I don't know. I don't know. He's kind of bland to me. There's other big guys who I think have more going for them. So I, I, I don't know. You know, I I don't know what I was expecting. All right. WrestleMania, Dean Ambrose wrestled Baron Corbin. So at least, but following that. WrestleMania this year? Yeah, WrestleMania. On the pre-show. WrestleMania. This year, but yes, big cast didn't do anything for me necessarily, and yeah, we're t- it's the feud's been going on too long, regardless of what, because now I'm already into June, and so which doesn't mean anything if the feud's been going on for a couple of months. It feels like it's been going on forever and ever and a day. Um. What do you want to see out of this main event? I understand that's we got distracted because of the, the food being delivered. You were talking about your problem with the fact uh, Roman Reigns and Samoa Joe, the two losers of the two final matches from Great Balls of Fire, are going to be battling to be the number one contender. Are you hoping that Braun Strowman makes himself known next week? Do you want this to be a fatal four-way match? Do you want this to be, you know, what is your dream scenario for the Universal title at SummerSlam? And please don't tell me you don't care. Because I understand that might be your answer, but... Um, 
Well, given that I think we're going to see Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns, I guess let's do something that gets Samoa Joe in there also. So that would be my dream. Because I've seen things, I've seen things that say could be a triple threat. I've seen things that say Braun Strowman could be back and it could be a fatal four-way of Brock versus Roman versus Joe versus Braun. And then that way Roman, or any of them, could win the title without having to beat Lesnar in kind of a Seth Rollins, WrestleMania 31 type deal. So, you know, I, I would like to see anything but Roman versus Brock straight up. And I don't want to see that ever. I guess I'd rather see it now versus at WrestleMania. I'd like to believe that we could have something else happen between now and then. But I suppose I don't know. You know, I my preference would be Joe versus Lesnar too. Because that match was I liked that match. I thought it was exact I thought yeah, it was exactly match. what it needed to be, and I thought Brock escaped, which is just what Samoa Joe said on Raw. Is he escaped. Did you have a problem with him losing to 1F5? Problem? Not really. Um, but again, it seemed pretty definitive. You say he escaped, but really, Joe no. lost. He got F5'd, he got yes, pinned. but I think, what, I think the point that Joe was making, the point that I am making, is there was a good portion of that match where Joe was very close to winning. And he didn't, because the F5 is a move that puts everybody down. But at the same time, I think his performance was worthy enough of a rematch. And again, that doesn't mean in WWE logic he has to get one. But... Um, sure. But yes, I thought the pay-per-view was good. I thought there wasn't a lot that happened. Um, I was happy for Heath Slater and Kurt Hawkins. Heath Slater yeah, looked right. legitimately surprised. Like, I don't think, I really think it was an audible called at like the last minute and they were just like, you two go. But cause that couldn't have been planned. It could have been. Um, what is your prediction? What is this Kurt Angle thing? Where are we heading? Who knows? It could be literally anything. What do you want it to be? Nothing. I don't want the GM to be involved in any sort of storyline. I want him just to be there, to be the GM, to make decisions, and be the general manager of the show. I don't need the authority to be the centerpiece of my show, just as I don't need... Kurt Angle having a love affair or illegitimate child or or whatever. Being, Do you really think we're going uh, the illegitimate my child route? I don't know. It's possible. Jason Jordan hasn't been around for a while. <laughs> who with whom? Who did he father the child with? Who does it matter? I, it just that seems like such a in twenty seventeen that seems like such a hokey. Duke the Dumpster Drossy kind of concept that, like, I'm guessing it's Stephanie McMahon and there's some sort of friendship slash potentially more that... He said that he loved the person on the phone at the conclusion of Raw. He said, love you. So... But I don't mind telling you, Doc Manson, that I love you. So he could be talking Ooh. to just a dear friend. I'm I'm thinking he's talking to Vince McMahon. Kurt Angle is the lockbox. That's right. I I think it would be great if it was Vince. That would actually be better because I don't want it to be Dixie Carter. Like I understand she needed to be part of the Angle documentary, which I didn't watch. But I I if if Dixie Carter is going to become a recurring character on Raw. Yes. I will stop watching wrestling. Completely or just raw? Just okay. raw. Unless she's a recurring character on both shows. I I legitimately will stop watching any program associated with Why? her. She's terrible. Okay. Is she worse than Stephanie? Yeah. 
Imagine if Stephanie also couldn't act at all. No. At all. What I'm saying is Stephanie is good in comparison. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Well, glad we've established that. We, We now know the limits. All right. Fair enough. I don't think it's her. I really don't. I think it's either Stephanie or I, I love the idea of Vince. Somebody was like, oh, it's going to be Booker T's wife. And he hasn't he's having an affair with Booker T and Jason Jordan's the kid. And I'm like, no, you're you're reaching. Plus, Jason Jordan would there. Charmel is not old enough to have fathered Jason. Jordan. Um, did you watch Smackdown? Yes. Anything stand out to you? I enjoyed the whole open um, challenge thing. I guess. I just, I really wanted there to be an open challenge, and then there wasn't. And then I really wanted there to be, um, what was the match after that? That also Jinder wasn't a match. Mahal versus Ty Dillinger? No, that was actually a match. Um... Mm. What did you think of SmackDown while I'm looking into this? I enjoyed, um, well, first of all, first of all, I now want, I now ah, want to be. Baron Corbin versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Well, they're building to was, Battleground. That's going to be on the card, which is not this week. That's but fine, week. except they said it was going to be a match. They both did their entrances, They and then they was they did not have a match. That's because they were fighting. That's fine, but you can't keep giving me things that I. You can't keep setting things up on your television program that I want to see and then not letting me see them. That's very frustrating. But you know what we saw? What did we see? Sexy fashion rangers. That was good. I, the truth is inch. <laughs> I, I don't even need them to wrestle anymore. Just keep doing this. Just, just keep doing yeah. this. That's all I need. That's fine. That's uh-huh. all... I need. I, again, I don't want to be negative, but there is not a lot happening right now on the WWE product that I am super excited about. Um, you know, that's very strange to hear because I think the last couple of weeks was actually a little bit of a rejuvenation of the WWE product. I think. We weren't really expecting a lot, but then suddenly we saw Great Balls of Fire in front of us, and suddenly Great Balls of Fire looked like a fantastic card. It looked like one of the best non-major pay-per-view events that I can remember from the last several years. And so that looked like it was going to be really good. I had my interest level up again at a level, again, I, I, I don't think I've had for just a regular pay-per-view event in some time. And then that show wasn't very good. But again... And then television this week, not a lot happened. I guess so. I'm with you I there. What they're doing, but I think recently they talked about this on NAI Pod last week. WWE has a habit of right now they're going to be in a holding pattern until Battleground, and then both shows will gear up for SummerSlam. But at the same time, that means that this this programming for the you know because Battleground's already set. You've got your Punjabi Prison match. You've got Nakamura versus Corbin. It's going to be New Day versus Usos. Something's going on in the women's division. We'll get Owen Styles again. We'll get Cena versus Rusev in a flag match. Did we talk about how, where flag matches rank on the list of bad gimmick matches? No. No, we have not. Because isn't the purpose of a flag match the flag is in opposite corners? And your job is to get to the other side, climb up onto the turnbuckles, and pull the flag down. Isn't that the whole point? Or am I confusing it? I think so. Where does that rank? What is what is to you the worst gimmick match? And not I'm not talking a one time thing. Like Kennel from Hell was bad, but like recurring ones. Like we see flag matches. You know where does it rank compared to cage matches or Last Man Standing matches or Iron Man matches to go with current. I mean, it's somewhere around a four corners match, whatever you want to call that. 
whether you want to call it a bull rope match or, or something else, they're all basically the same thing. Um, I think about the same thing, right? Well, there's a strap ma- there are two different kinds of strap matches. There's one where you're strapped to each other and you've got to get to the four corners of the ring. And then you've got the one like Hangman Page and Frankie Kazarian had at a recent Ring of Honor show, which is just you each have a little strap that you can hit the other person with. No, I meant yes, the first that, one. Yeah. It's the same. It's, some call it a Texas chain match because sometimes you've, it's a chain, not a rope or a strap. So, yes. So that's bad, would you say? Yeah. They tend to be pretty bad, if only because they're super predictable. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. No, it's it's anything on a pole match, and in this case, a flag is literally a piece of cloth on a pole. Um, yeah. 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 And I, you know, some people like cage matches. I'm not particularly wild about cage matches, but they can be more exciting. It, uh, I just don't understand why they couldn't just have a match. Unless they're going to have a second match at SummerSlam. And this is just your precursor. Like... I thought it made sense that they were going to have a flag match when John Cena challenged Rusev on the SmackDown that was on the 4th of July. Perfect sense. You want to do a little patriotic-themed thing on literally the 4th of July. That would have made much more sense, you're right. That would have been fine. But the fact that they delayed it out to the to the pay-per-view, uh, yeah, I'm just like, why? This is completely yeah. unnecessary. Um, you know, I enjoyed... Rusev, Owen, Cena, Styles, I like all four of them, so that tag match was pretty good. Uh, did you? I don't think we've spoken on the air since AJ won at Madison Square Garden. I thought that was fine. Yeah. I think we talked about it at Great Balls of Fire, the whole idea that, you know, I think I was telling GQ this, that, you know, they didn't sell out the garden for the first time in a while, and so they've got, they're trying to make these bigger house shows feel like a big deal so people actually show up. So, that worked. Yeah, that, that's fine. Uh, I think they should have titles change on house shows all the time. And I think that they should record their house shows, and I think that they should air them on the WWE Saturday Network. House party. Don't. I, I think, you know, it doesn't have to be every... Every so... It doesn't have to be every single one, but I don't understand why you wouldn't. Why wouldn't you at least do one a week? I don't know. I don't know, I don't know. But I, then again, I don't know why we're going to be, they're going to be taping the May Young Classic this weekend and not airing it until right. the end of August. I don't understand that either. Right. Well, so that way all the results can leak out and we can know exactly what's going to happen but before it airs. But that's the problem. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I have no idea why they would come to that decision and do that. Makes zero sense to um, me. How is Lucha Underground this week? It was good. It was good, actually. Three excellent matches um, on Lucha Underground. They were. I'm trying to remember what they all were. Um, the first one was uh, Taya Valkyrie versus Jeremiah Crane, uh, and it was actually... Who do you see yeah. when you look at her? <laughs> the Lady Gremlin from Gremlins 2, the new batch. Okay. That, that was where, because I'm like, I, I saw it, but I didn't understand the reference. It's a 1990 horror comedy movie. The Gremlins, you know I'm Gremlins? I'm familiar no? with Gremlins. You can't feed them after midnight, and they can't get wet, and all of that stuff. I've never seen it, but I'm familiar with it. Huh. Well, the second one, much more so than the, the first one, is more, it's still a horror comedy, but it, it's much more horror. Um, the second one is very much more a comedy. Um, in fact, Hulk Hogan is really? in the second one, briefly. Um, yeah, the second one is a, is an entertaining, stupid film. Uh, you would probably actually like the say, second I one. I enjoy entertaining stupid films, so. Yeah, um, but yeah, the Lady Gremlin, there's just something about the look there that reminds me of Taya Valkyrie. I, I don't know why. I, I, and I don't mean that in a negative way. People are going to say, oh, you're, you're making fun of her looks. You're shaming her appearance. No, that's not, that's not what I'm doing here. Uh. The, the Lady Gremlin was confusingly attractive when you are a young, uh, you know, seven-year-old male. So I'm just saying that that image has stuck with me. Uh, so it, it's, I don't mean it necessarily 
in a negative way. There's just there's just a similarity there. Okay. That's all I'm saying. All right. So Taya Valkyrie or Taya, however you pronounce it, versus yeah, she is confusedly attractive to me. I, I, I like when I, I we'll just leave it okay. at that. Versus confusingly versus attractive. Solomon Crow. Jeremiah Crane. Yeah, that was a great match. Jeremiah had some great moves. Um, there was this one in particular. He had set Taya up on the on some chairs, like the front row on the floor there. And he he starts running. He runs around the world, all the way around the ring, and he throws himself at her, you know, doing a little flippy thing. And, you know, she eats it 100%. They connect. And he comes out of that move, and he and he literally lands sitting perfectly in a chair in the second row. And he's just like mugging for the camera. It was just this brilliant thing. He just, he, it was just amazing. The kinetics involved of him just running all the way around the ring, throwing himself like a cannonball at her. She goes flying and then he just lands in a chair and he starts mugging for the camera. It was, it was a, it was a See, good moment. You say things expand. like that. And I, you would like new Japan. You really would. I'm so, I know you don't want to hear any more from the newly converted, but that kind of stuff happens frequently in New Japan. How much of New Japan can I watch with excellent English commentary? Well, you can't watch the G1 special because Jim Ross and Josh L. Bar- Bartnett, Bartnett, Barlett, Bartnett, um, Barnett are, uh, are not very good. Um, Jim Ross obviously did no research, no preparation, just walked in and expected to be able to make it through, and he doesn't particularly seem happy to be there. Um, But up until that, like, I don't know what they have for free, but I've watched every major show from 2017 with English commentary and enjoyed it. So, so, again... You don't need to. You've got your own wrestling to watch, and you're not even... But but there's a reason I'm watching more Japan than WWE right now, and it's really not laziness. It is that this... No, it's the fact that you paid 999 yen for a streaming service. You've had it for less than a month. It's the fresh, hot, well, new it. thing, and you are being lured in by its siren don't you call. Want things that are fresh and hot and new? I already have that in my life. GQ will be very happy to hear that. <laughs> yes, he will. Um, sorry. So then Thank the next you. match was... Where do you find it? Because the usual site I go to, the usual dirt sheet I go to is Lords of Pain, and they go out of their way to ignore Lucha Underground. I, I actually don't have it in front of me. I'm trying to remember. Okay. It was Mil Muertes... Versus Paul London. And actually, no, before that, though, before that, the end of, um, this is what I like about Lucha Underground, the very end of that match, Jeremiah Crane versus Taya. Last week, they were doing the Cueto Cup yes. right now, and Sexy Star got disqualified from the tournament because she was in a match, I think, against the Darewolf PJ Black, which is one of the Worldwide Underground members. And Taya came out to support him, by th- and she threw brass knuckles into the ring so that he could use them against Sexy Star. Well, Sexy got one up on PJ, grabbed the brass knuckles herself, and used them on PJ. However, the ref saw this and disqualified her. And she was pretty mad about it. She went after Taya, but Taya ran away. Sexy Star did not get to you know deliver that comeuppance at that time. So now here we are. I don't know if that was last week or two weeks ago that happened. But now here we are. Taya's in her match for the tournament. And what happened at, towards the end of this match is um, Sexy Star comes out. There's a bit of a distraction, you know, going on there. But Jeremiah Crane wins on his own accord. And as Taya is, you know, she's pretty much, she's out of it. She just lost a match. She just got hit with a big move. Sexy Star just comes into the ring, and ostensibly Sexy Star is a face, mind you, but she just comes into the ring, and as Taya is just getting her wits about her, Sexy Star straps on those brass knucks that she's held on to since the week before, and just pounds Taya right in the face. And there's just this continuity there from week to week that I don't always get that I really appreciate, you know what I mean? Um, I thought that was a good moment now, as let well. Me, let me let but me yeah, stop then, you there for a second. Because we were just talking about the May Young Classic and 
the fact that it's going to be pre-taped. However, there is something to be said for the fact that maybe part of that continuity, it could just be in the writing, but it could also be in the fact that they're taping much of this all at the same time. So there's not six days in between for the continuity to get lost. It's literally like those things probably happened, you know. I suspect the big difference is Lucha Underground writes a season of television and then they film it, regardless of how much time is spent filming it. WWE, with their process of constantly changing their scripts, makes it so that continuity is impossible. Yeah, I think that's probably it. All right, what was the third match? Um, well, second match was Bill Muertes versus Paul London. Yeah. And is he still part of the that White was, Rabbit tribe? He is. And that was just a good, hard-hitting match. There was some fun stuff with the White Rabbit members coming through. Um, I don't know if it was Saltador or Mala Suerte or, or which one, but they do this thing where they sort of dive through the ropes and over the top, and they just kind of run through the ring, sort of running like distraction. They're not really doing anything. They're just... Again, high energy, this goofy sort of crazy white rabbit tribe thing. And there was just this one moment where I don't remember which one it was. He bounds over the top rope, starts running across the ring. The ref is sort of almost in his way, and he just barely sort of dodges. And as he's going by the ref, the ref's got his hands up, just like, oh, God, don't hit me. And just as he's going by, he just high fives the ref. Yeah. It was just a stupid, silly little thing. Um, But I appreciated it. I thought it was funny. Um, and then the last match of the night was, uh, Phoenix versus Marty the Moth Martinez. And that was actually a pretty good match. A lot of back and forth. It was brutal. Marty, um, there's some real character development going on there. He lost the match and afterwards he pulled, he had, he had this, he's been carrying around this lunchbox recently. He lost the match. He grabs his lunchbox. He opens it up. He picks through some lunch meat and some other baggies and things. And then he comes out with a fork. And he just starts ripping at Phoenix's mask, and he starts pounding him in the top of his head with the fork, and there's just blood everywhere, and so Abdul, it was gross and nasty. Yeah, and it was, again, a very adult sort of moment. It was gross, a little hard to watch, um, but, you know, I believe Marty is a crazy, sick man, and, you know, again, good storytelling all around. And there's something going on with Melissa Santos there. She was begging Marty to stop. I know he's long had sort of this crush on her. The thing that I didn't understand was I'm not sure why Melissa was sort of standing up for Phoenix. I'm not sure what the connection there is, but maybe that's something that I will find out in due time. Well, all right. All right. All right. Uh, Did you get the chance to watch NXT? I know you usually have to make a choice between Lucha Underground NXT. No. I I heard yet. Johnny Gargano cut a promo and, you know, wants to get back to being Johnny Wrestling, which I can appreciate. Um, but yeah, I haven't seen that either. That's on my list. I keep finding things to do to fill my time. I also got a book, The Death of WCW, which you don't care about since you didn't watch WCW, but that's been taking up some of my time as well. Um, well, we have one email. I even threatened the besties, and we got nothing for it. But uh, Danielle was there for us, at Danielle Sully 99. 19. 19. Sorry. Danielle Sully 19. I can't read. Hey, guys. NAI Draft D was fun. I'll probably only be able to participate in future drafts during the summer because my schedule is lighter. Question. What's one word you always struggled spelling or something you still struggle spelling? Necessary is a common one I hear from adults all the time. But February is one that always trips me up, except today, apparently. Enjoy the last rays of summer. Well, first of all, so it doesn't summer go on for another, like, ten weeks? Yeah, something like that. So I'm not sure why we're enjoying the last rays of summer. Um, occasionally is a word that I can't seem to figure out how to spell. I can't tell how many C's, how many S's. That's that's one I struggle with. What about you? Um it I don't really struggle with it, I don't think, but um separate, I guess is 
one that I would struggle with, except I remember distinctly a teacher telling us it's not set per rate. Set bar rate. It's set par yeah. rate. And so I always think about that when I go to spell the word. So I, I don't constantly misspell it, but it is one that's constantly not sort of naturally on my mind, I guess. Are you, did you ever do a spelling no, I don't think I ever did. What were your, and again, we might want to save this for an episode of DC and Doc Talk. By the way, wrestling fans, uh, tune into this week's episode of DC and Doc Talk. Of course, you're watching every week, but this week especially because we are finally going to do the Oreo Taste Test. 2017 Oreo Taste Test. It's a weird, wacky, wonderful ride. Be sure to join us on DC and Doc Talk only on the NAI Network. Um, I guess vacuum is another one. I always want to put two C's in there. Yeah. Um, no, occasionally, um, that's the one I I can remember messing up the most. It's it's usually words that. How do you mess up occasionally? I sometimes go O C C A S S I O N, or it's it's the one S or the two okay. S's, or it's those kind of words. It's the double letters that usually trip me up. Mm. But um, mm. uh, and again. What I could now I'm just curious. What what clubs were you in in high school? Besides drama, we know you drama. Was that it? I think so. I think that was it. Fair enough. I guess I was part of like a um I was, I, was, I was part of a like literary magazine type club as oh. well, you know. You would, people like students would submit their work and you'd read it and Fancy. you would decide which ones you were going to accept and then be printed a publication once a year. Very fancy. But I only did that a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, I gave up on, I think, my senior year, so I don't know. Athletics? I'm just going to ask. Not really. Um,. You know, I played some um, recreational basketball at early in high school, but not, like, on the school team or anything. Okay. Um, that was always a good shot, but I can't dribble worth a damn, so, you know. I always think when I try to play basketball, which isn't often, I always think, man, I'm a really good point guard. And then I think about that sentence, and I realize how wrong I have to be. Like, <laughs> yeah, just because I can like do a no look pass to a second grader does not make me a really good point guard. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I suppose not. Um, what did I do? Oh, yes. Oh, sorry. Yeah. What did you do? You first. No, go ahead. You're, if you still have more, it's still your turn. No, no, it's a different oh. topic. So go ahead. Well, I was on the wrestling team. I think I've talked about that before. Um, I was president of the French club. I think GQ and I have talked about that because that is how we met because he was the class clown that I got irritated with. Um, I was on the debate team for like one year and we went to like one. I don't think we, we had went to like one team. debate and I didn't prepare. So I was just making stuff up while I was talking and they were like, where did you get that? And I'm like, oh, sources. I've got tons of sources. <laughs> uh, sources. Um, I was part of the National Honor Society, but that wasn't a club. That was just... No, that's just not a club. We're there. Oh, I was in concert band, I, I, I did. Guess. I did and band then, and jazz band, because we are both trumpeters. And, yeah. There was a marching band I was in. Um, I did jazz choir at oh. one point. I didn't... I, that was fun. I sang in middle school and then realized that wasn't for me, and so just stuck with band and jazz band. We marched one day a year, so we could say we were in the marching band, despite the fact that we marched at the Memorial Day Parade, and that was it, because we had no we had mm. no football team, so it wasn't like we were, you know. Sure. But yes, yeah, so the glory days, low those fifteen or twenty years ago now. I don't I don't really consider those the glory days. I enjoyed the latter half of high school, like I enjoyed senior year. And then I got to college and realized yeah. that high school stunk in comparison. Yeah. My glory years are definitely college. Yeah. Now I'm not saying I don't enjoy adult life. I do. 
I enjoy it. Well, yeah, but I mean, glory years have to be in the yes, past. I yes. mean, that would be that would be college, especially By the definition. years I lived with you, Doc Manson. Some of the best years. Yeah, those kind of sucked. No, they did not. Stop it. <laughs> uh, we played a lot of World of Warcraft. We did. <laughs> Uh, what is your uh, piece of positivity heading into our week here? No, no, no. Oh, you still have a topic. Yet. I'm sorry. I've got another I'm sorry. topic. You have a topic. I forget. Forgive me. You asked me, I think, on the show for DC and Doc Doc exclusive to the NAI Network. We had an episode. Yes. I don't know if it was last week or the week before where we talked about E3. And, yes. you know, for those of you who aren't familiar, it's a electronic expo where they talk about video games, the latest and newest things. You asked me at that time, when or when was I going to get a video game in which every single wrestler ever was in it? And I told you that was never going to happen, at least not for um, the WWE 2K series, which is what you were talking about at that time. Um, so... This is a little different, but I thought I should put it onto your radar in case you're not familiar with it. Um, There is a series. Yes. Have you heard of Fire Pro Wrestling? I have heard of Fire Pro Wrestling. It is an interesting interesting idea. I know it just came out on uh, the PC, and it's going to come out on consoles at some point. It might be an alpha stage. I don't know. I don't know if I'm Yeah, it's early access right now on. On the PC, it's early access, um, and so the Fire Pro Wrestling games are actually a long series of games. Um, they they are Japanese series that's been coming out for years and years and years. So there's been a, quite a long hiatus since the last one and this Correct. one. Um, so it, it's this sort of impenetrable series. It, there was never really like official English translations, so a lot of things were very menu driven. If you're not able to read Japanese, there wasn't so much you could do with it. And so on and so forth. Trying to learn the systems were definitely also impenetrable without actually being able to, you know, again, read about how anything actually worked in the game. But this new one just came out on Steam. Eventually is going to come to the PlayStation. Um, is in English. It's a 2D wrestling game, like all the Fire Pro Wrestling games. It's two-dimensional, sprite-based graphics, sort of like, you know, the older style games that you might remember from, mm-hmm. like, Super Nintendo Genesis era. Um, but the whole point of these games, and always has been, and it's the same with this one, is they're highly, highly, highly customizable. I do. Um, I've seen things people thing with, tweeting about it. And the thing with Steam is, Steam has integrated workshop um, support, which is basically just a fancy way of saying a real easy way to share mods and content that you can then easily sort of incorporate into your version of the game. And so, basically, every single wrestler that's ever existed is now available thanks to, you know, just gamers like you and I who have gone about getting this game, creating these characters, making their likenesses, creating, you know, 600 move deep move sets for them, and tweak their AIs to make them more or less aggressive or more or less heelish, and yada, yada, yada. This game is out. It exists. And you, I think it gets, you know, somewhat close to that dream that you have uh, expressed to me. Are you, are you, so I thought I would let you know about it you if you hadn't already. Are you going to partake? I know you're not a huge wrestling video game person, but is it something that you're... I'm thinking about it. I. Um, it's currently only $20 on Steam. I have to imagine it's the sort of game that will run on almost any computer. I would think so. So I'm, I'm going to... I don't know. I really don't want to pay $20 for it. I'd be more comfortable paying 10 But it's it's definitely got my attention, and I think I, I... Sooner or later, I think I'm going to break down. Yeah, I, it reminds me of the very first wrestling game I owned for a console was WCW versus The World. Um, and it has that same kind of feel to it as the Fire Pro Wrestling. Um, so I'm going to look into it because... It does, you know, it does look, I saw somebody was had created The Undertaker, but essentially put him in a schoolgirl outfit. And, you know, so obviously you could you could really do some crazy stuff. It doesn't look like it has a story mode. I think it's just you create different wrestlers and do all of that, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. So I, I, will, in, I will investigate. I will investigate, investigate. Um, thank you for thinking of me. 
That was very kind of you, Dr. Anthony Blackmanson. I appreciate that. I do it occasionally. Um, so, what is your piece of positivity heading into our week here in the world of professional wrestling? Chad Gable was not on, t- not on TV. We won't contemplate why. We'll just assume he was busy. I mean, I'm going to give it to Brizongo, I guess. For the Texas Ranger thing? Yeah, and also the tease of the um, the X Fashion Files next week, or whatever it is that they put up at the end. I am looking forward to that, because the truth is definitely H. <laughs> it really is. Um, I will go with, I had something. Oh, I... Since the inception of the WWE Network, I've had a dream, Doc Manson. Because Mm. during my lost years, I missed something. I missed many things. Um, But I missed the new ECW. The WWE... You say the word missed. I didn't... But I'm not sure you're using that term correctly. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. And I feel compelled, despite the fact that I have not finished watching any of the all of the WCW stuff or all of the ECW stuff. I feel compelled to watch this W this new ECW despite the fact that everyone says it's terrible. That makes me more inclined to watch it. So the fact at some point you're going to reach segments that make you too uncomfortable to keep watching it, I well, think. And I won't know that. Unless I do it. So I am delighted. I really didn't think WWE was going to put that on there. I figured that was going to be something that they just pretended didn't exist. But apparently it's all there. So at some point, I'm eventually going to have to make a list and just start cycling through all of the things I want to do um, wrestling wise. Um, I'm going to have to take a look. And so, again, if you need to mute me or block me, that is your prerogative. We could be the only podcast where the posts, one is blocked to the other. I doubt that has happened um, on any other show. But I, I, I will be delving into the world of Elijah Burke and Marcus Corvon and Kevin Thorne and Christian as world champion. And, and the exhibitionist, Kelly Kelly. I will do what is necessary, Doc Manson. I will do... What is necessary, though, up until one of those table for threes came out, I don't know that I could have picked Kelly Kelly out of a crowd. I hear Kelly Kelly and I think of Kelly Kapowski from Saved by the Bell. I watched Kelly Kelly's entire run with the company, and I'm not sure I could pick her out of a crowd. She's that generic. We will have to see. All right, there, wrestling fans, that brings us to uh, an end of another thrilling edition of DDT Wrestling. I'd like to thank you out there for taking the time to join us. Uh, We got a lovely email from Brandon Banks. I wish I had written down your Twitter handle. Um, Just a compliment on the podcast. He said he liked the format. He liked us. He liked everything we did. So thank you. It is is things like that that keep this podcast moving. Um, So whether you do that via Twitter, whether you do that via email, ddtwrestling at gmail.com, whether you do that via an iTunes review, what have you, we appreciate, let us know you're out there, let us know you're listening, let us know that you're still enjoying the fact that we're not necessarily always enjoying uh, the world of pro wrestling, but there's something good out there for everybody. We're going to end on a positive note, there is something out there good for everybody. Even if it's Lucha Underground or New Japan or WWE's ECW, there is something out there for everybody. Anything else you'd like to say, Doc Manson, before we head out into that good night? I'm good. He is good. He is also Doc Manson. At Doc Manson, contact him if you need graphics, apparently. Because he'll do graphics for people and then not tell you about it. Oh, yeah. The Summer of Stars. Somebody commented. Somebody commented on that tweet. Saying they could have done better. I immediately blocked them. I don't know if they were kidding. I don't which, care. I don't need that kind of which, negativity which, in my life. Um, which one? The Summer of Stars one? The Oscar one? The Naomi one? Because you've been busy there, Doc. Oh, uh, the Summer of Stars. Somebody, somebody tweeted to say they could do better? 
Yeah, and I clicked through their profile, and in their description, apparently, they're a graphic artist by trade. And so I was just sitting there to myself thinking, of course you could do better, first of all. But second of all, I don't just go around commenting on every single person who has some sort of, like, opinion about nutrition or vaccines or something and telling them about how wrong they are because I'm a scientist by training. What kind of dip crap shit? Tried not to swear and it came out anyways. Dip uh, shit do you have to be to go onto somebody's profile and say something like that? You have to be an unemployed graphic artist. Yeah, I guess so. Well, send me their anyways, name. Anyways, I, I don't know them. if it's a fan of the show. Send me their name. And oh, I, I don't even know who too. it was. I don't care. I'm going to find I out. I have so many people blocked that <laughs> I, Apparently I couldn't Baron even Corbin tell you at this still, point. Baron Corbin still has me blocked. Probably from the crease comments, but I don't know. <laughs> All right. He, you're, you're not missing anything. He is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I am DC Matthews at DC Matthews NAI. Uh, keep spreading positivity there, my friends. And until we meet again, we'll see you around the neighborhood.